Zipper rolls out to the right, pitches off to Taylor, and Taylor's to the 20. Down to the 15, down to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Touchdown, Billy Taylor! Billy Taylor scored a touchdown from 21 yards out. The crowd goes berserk. It was November 22nd, 1969 that they came to Barry, Michigan, all dressed in maize and blue. The words were said, the prayers were read, and everybody cried. But when they closed the coffin, there was someone else inside. Oh, they came to Barry, Michigan, but Michigan wasn't dead. And when the game was over, it was someone else instead. Eleven Michigan Wolverines put on the gloves of gray, and as the organ played the victors, they laid Woody Hayes away. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to fire. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. We did what we needed to do on the big stage against Wisconsin. Joining me next in just a minute will be the radio play-by-play voice of Michigan football, Jim Brandstatter. First, my view from Section 17 to get us started. I really did think we were going to beat Wisconsin. I thought it would be a low-scoring game, and I was wrong, very pleasantly surprised. For six weeks, analysts and critics were saying we were a team with a championship defense, but a very average offense that might end up being good, but not great. Well, after the Notre Dame loss, the offense made strides from week to week. It was clear Shea was getting more comfortable, our receiving core was getting separation and performing well, uh, the running game led by Karan Higdon was impressive, and the offensive line seemed to be making big strides. The prevailing opinion was, we'll know a lot more after the Wisconsin game. Well, now we can say with certainty that the big guys in the trenches are better. Yes, the Badgers were banged up, but who cares? I mean, this was a good Big Ten defense, and it was a test for us. And we passed that test with flying colors. Jim Harbaugh always says the goal is to get better each week, and we are. This week, we make the trip to East Lansing to battle the Spartans, a team that seemed to be reeling after the Northwestern loss a couple of weeks ago, but collected themselves and turned in a gritty performance in Happy Valley, taking down Penn State on Saturday. There is a lot on the line this week, and there always is in this game. Mark D'Antonio is 8-3 against Michigan, and he knows how to get his guys ready for this game. Jim Harbaugh is 1-2 against the Spartans, and even though he won't say it publicly, you know he wants this one big time. Jim Branstadter says when you lose this game, it sticks with you for the entire year. You think about it every day. The only way you can get rid of that feeling is turn around and beat the Spartans. Well, it's in their place. They have renewed confidence after last week. It really is their Super Bowl. It is every year, and they're going to be ready. But I think so will we. The Radio Voice of Michigan Football is up next. Sort of a short interview today, just about 10 minutes. But he'll share his thoughts on the Wisconsin win and this week's game with Sparty. Here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. 
With us on our game day segment this week is the radio play-by-play voice of Michigan football, Jim Brandstatter. Great to have you back with us, Jim. Good to be with you, Mike. How's everything going? Everything is going well, especially after what we saw Saturday night in the big house. And I have to say, I uh, I thought we could win that game. I didn't see us winning in the fashion that we did, Jim. No, I don't think anybody did. Uh, I think Michigan played their best game, and this is, I think, what Jim Harbaugh has been after all year long. He said, I want to get better every week. And in some capacity, in some way, this team has gotten better every week. Even a little bit of a hiccup at Northwestern, they still, on the road, you know, had to hang in there and get better. And they did. And, and I think Wisconsin was the best game they've played all year. And uh, I think it's the right time because you're going to have to play your best football in the next couple, three weeks. Well, we know if you get 300 yards against anybody, and Wisconsin is not just anybody, it means you're getting production up front. The big guys in the trenches are gelling, Jim. Yeah, they are. And uh, the other thing, and I can't say it enough, is I think Shea Patterson has really made such a difference with this offense because we've seen him prior to Saturday night be a scrambler. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he did things with his feet. He extended plays and he threw the football. But the other night, they unleashed him as a runner. I mean, when they ran the read option and he put that 81-yard run out there, I mean, that was a a design play where the quarterback runs the football. It wasn't a pass that, you know, they'd covered and he had to do something with. It was a run, and that gives him an extra dimension. And I think that that's uh, one of those things that they've held on to and hung on to and knew he could do it and against Wisconsin, decided, you know, we're going to put it in there now, see if they'll dive down inside and get after the running back. We can get our quarterback outside, and he can make a big play. And sure enough, he did. As you said, Jim, Coach Harbaugh wanted to improve week after week. We've seen that. Do you like where the offense is overall right now? I do. I do. I think that uh, there still needs to be, I mean, I think, you know, you talked about the offensive line. They've improved tremendously, I think, since the beginning of the year. But I think there's still room because if you remember that first half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, against Wisconsin, we only rushed the ball for 10 yards. Uh, other than other than the 81-yard uh, run, we had, we rushed it for just 10 yards. And and you want to be more consistent with, than that. And I think they made a great adjustment in the second half of uh, going on that uh, you know zone read wide play mm-hmm. and then cutting it back against the grain, and that started to get Karan Higdon free. That adjustment was great, but I think uh, a little bit more consistency in that running game. Um, Shea was getting some pressure in the pass game and blocking the blitz. All those things can be improved a little bit. Uh, And defensively, they're getting better from man-to-man standpoint because they're getting a lot of penalties, remember, in the past? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the uh, interference calls and the holding calls and things like that, they're they're getting much better in, in that aspect. And that's all got to, I think, continue to get better because they're going to meet some very difficult teams in the past game in the next couple of weeks, Michigan State Penn State. Oh, yes. And uh, and speaking of Coach Don Brown and his defense, just one scary group. Have you ever seen, Jim, a defense with this much speed on the field for Michigan? Probably not. Probably not. Now, I've, I've seen some pretty good Michigan yeah. defenses, and I think 97 was one of the better ones. Uh, but from an athletic standpoint, from a speed standpoint, probably this team rivals that team. The, the difference is this: you know that '97 team had Woodson uh, and, and a guy that you know could literally cut off a side of the field. Uh, but this team, from a standpoint of 
overall team speed. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And they were missing one of their better players in Rashawn Gary. So, uh, yeah, these guys even can get better. And that's that's a scary thought, thinking about that. Well, the 24-hour rule is over, so we savored that victory over uh, Wisconsin Saturday night. Now we know what's next. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. And in this state, that's all you need to say, and this one should be a humdinger, Jim. There's no question. Uh, Michigan State showed what they're made of when they went into Penn State and beat them. Uh, Penn State was a team with designs on maybe a national title. Uh, they played Ohio State right down to the bitter end, and Michigan State walked in there and beat them. And so, you know, that kind of got their season back on track after a loss to Northwestern. Uh, so, you know, the Spartans are feeling really, really good about themselves, and we get to play them in East Lansing. <laughs> so if they needed any more, they don't need any more now. And and Michigan knows that going into the Michigan State game, they're going to get their best shot, and uh, bet their best shot from a very quality football team. So, I mean, this is why you come to Michigan, to play in games like this. Boy, it doesn't get any better than this. It really doesn't. When you look at, uh, I think, coming into this week's action, Michigan State, the number one rush defense uh, in, in the not only in the conference, I think in the country, that is going to be another huge test for the offensive line. There's no question. And I think that that's going to be one of those things where, you know, another challenge. And, and the one thing about it I think that's good is that, you know, you come off a big, huge victory like you do against Wisconsin. And you can maybe get a little complacent, like, hey, you know, we've, we've arrived. And then all of a sudden staring in the face is the nation's number one run, run defense. You know, it'll get you back to, you know, it'll put you back in your place pretty quickly. And mentally, that's, I think, where Michigan needs to be, back into that place where they've got a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. If you don't go into this game with that attitude, that I think you're asking for trouble. Well, it's going to be a very physical game. We we know that. It always is. And my heart hopes that we roll them up in East Lansing. But my head says this could be a game, Jim, that comes down to that last possession. Uh, it's going to be very tight. It could. And I, I the one thing I hope is I hope that Quinn Nardine kind of gets things straightened yeah. out a little bit. We, we, it's important in big games and in tight games that the kicking game is solid and comes through. And, and, and I will heart's been unbelievable. And, and turning field position around. He's, he's been great at the punting game. Uh, we gave up, you know, a, a big kickoff return to Maryland. That's got to get shored up. But the one thing is when you've got an opportunity to get points in a, quick, in a, in a big, big game, you got to get those points. And Quinn's, I think, got to be a little bit more consistent. That'll, I think, go a long way and helping this team, again, get better. Well, what both of these teams, Michigan and Michigan State, did over the weekend sets up uh, this game for this season. But you played in the game, Jim, and anyone that's grown up in this state or went to either of those schools knows just how intense the rivalry is. And the intensity has been ratcheted up with their recent success against us, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And uh, let's face it, you know, there's no, no denying the fact that there have been words said, <laughs> as there always are, uh, over the years, whether it's in the off season, uh, whether it's uh, after a game, the little brother comment, all that stuff that adds fuel to the fire, and this fire doesn't need any more fuel. And uh, but that adds to the that adds to the uh, intensity of it, and and so be it. And uh, the one thing you've got to know is that this is going to as big a rivalry as Michigan Ohio State is, and there's no question that that rivalry is as big as there is in the country because it's it's a national rivalry. Even though it's two states, 
there's so much usually at the end of the season hanging in the balance that that rivalry takes to another level. But this rivalry from a regional standpoint, there's nothing. There's nothing out there that rivals this, in my opinion. Even USC, UCLA, or Auburn, Alabama, this rivalry, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, it's in the Midwest, it's in the Big Ten. Uh, it means so much to both fan bases and both teams that uh, the whole idea of having a year to sit there on a loss is just an anathema. And that's what I think most teams feel like. So both teams are going to be really ready. And no one, no one, no team in America would like better than to knock Michigan off their perch than Michigan State and vice versa. Well, final question for you, Jim. Uh, Do you have a feeling this Michigan team has turned the corner, especially on offense and the best is yet to come? I'm hoping. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm like Harbaugh. Uh, Have you you played your best game yet? The answer is an emphatic no. That everybody can get better at some point along the way, whether it's Patterson, whether it's the tight ends, or whether it's the offensive line. We've not played our best game yet. That's what I would say if I were a Michigan player right now. And and with that attitude, that means you're going to get better every week. And that's what you got to do because at the end of the rainbow, at the end of the day, you know, and you, you have designs on maybe getting that final four, you have to be better than you are today in order to make that happen. So you just put your nose to the grindstone to get better. So have they turned the corner? Yeah, I think they have, but there's still more torn, more corner to turn Well, our guest on our game day segment this week as we get ready for that trip to East Lansing on Saturday, 12 noon kickoff, has been the radio play-by-play voice of Michigan football, Jim Brandstatter. Jim, always a pleasure having you on the show. Enjoy the rivalry week, and we hope to get you back on later. I appreciate it, Mike. Be well. Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Quick hits today, if you saw any of Jim's Monday presser, you know it was brief and to the point. He gave no injury updates other than to say he's not sure if Rashawn Gary is going to be ready. When asked if Ben Mason was limited by injury last week, Jim said he wasn't discussing injuries. He was then asked if the game plan impacted Mason's minutes, and Jim replied that he doesn't discuss game plans or injuries, which he said a couple of times. He had good things to say about David Long's play in the secondary. Talked about what a great job Grant Newsom is doing as a student coach. Praise Shea Patterson for his ball handling, his decision-making, says the team trusts him. He says his team's confidence level is good, and he would tell them that playing in this game is a great opportunity. No bulletin board material, that's for sure. On Thursday's Visitor's Edition, we'll hear from the Spartan Press Corps. Joining me will be Graham Couch, who covers MSU for the Lansing State Journal. If we have any injury updates, we'll share them with you then. And we'll also take a peek at the game day weather. Right now, the forecast is calling for temps in the 40s with a 20% chance of rain. Thankfully, no monsoon rains in the forecast like last year. So make sure you come back on Thursday.
Remember, our free show app is available from the iTunes and Google Play stores. If you get the show from iTunes, please take a minute to rate or review the program, and we thank you in advance. That will do it for our game day edition of the show this week. Once again, we'll be back on Thursday with Spartan beat writer Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. Until then, have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!